0: Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John.
2: I'm Kim. And
0: we're here today to talk about Mel Brooks' young Frankenstein. Horror parody movie of all horror parody movies.
2: I was gonna say, are there any other horror parody movies? But there's tons. I mean, they
0: fucking like every, You turn around. Every horror movie now is a meta horror. Scary comedy. movie. The Hell new yeah.
2: Scream movies.
0: <laughs> we're also in the middle of covering the Universal classic monsters right now for our Graveyard Smash podcast series over on Patreon in the Fiend Club. Uh, surprisingly, this like we're we're pairing each of the monsters with a modern monster movie to sort of like get the idea of the legacy that monster has led oddly enough this is not the movie we've paired for the frankenstein portion of that podcast uh but we did want to
2: bring a little bit of that monster love onto the main feed
0: exactly yeah so we've got a we've got another uh modern monster movie parody uh lined up for part two of this podcast series but uh today we are focusing on the black and white spectacle of young Frankenstein. You've probably already heard about this movie. You've probably already seen it. I know, like this. This was my sort of understanding of Frankenstein for years growing up. I watched this movie. This and Haunted Honeymoon were like on fucking repeat. In yeah, my your house family
2: up. was big in like Gene Wilder. Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't grow up with this movie. I've probably seen it before, but it wasn't a big thing in my household. Like when you talk about the the way you were introduced to Frankenstein, mine was definitely like Alvin and the Chipmunks or something. I mean, that's cool as... <laughs> too. <laughs> so yeah, revisiting this was fun because I don't really have strong memories of it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just got to watch it, you know, like as like a first time watcher.
0: Yeah, and also I think having some of the, the movies that it's riffing on fresh in your head completely changes how you watch this one, right?
2: Yes, yeah, so when we are recording this, we have um, already kind of digested the original 1931 Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Frankenstein, Uh, which happened to all kind of be parodied in this film. It's really great watching it with those fresh in your head.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There are plenty of reasons why I wanted to talk about and make you watch Son of Frankenstein, (laughs) but kind of honest, if I'm being perfectly honest, it was just so that way all the jokes in this movie would land. (laughs) Like, I love the look of Son of Frankenstein, but I feel like you don't get uh, all the humor of Young Frankenstein if you haven't seen that one. Very true. Yeah, so could Could we maybe give three good things about Young Frankenstein? There's a hundred good things about this goddamn movie, but let's, let's nail on three for anybody that hasn't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to kick it off with my number one as the performances and, and stand out to Gene Wilder and Marty Feldman. Uh, Gene Wilder as the young great-grandson Frankenstein, Frankenstein, yeah. and Igor Igor as maybe one of the most iconic Igors of all time Hell yeah, in Marty Feldman. Just his hunchback, his eye, and his comedic timing. Everybody is serving in this film.
0: Yeah, number two, I'm going to just go with the throwback to the 1930s. Uh, it's obviously it's shot in black and white. They have wipes. They do like the iris. I, I don't know what you call it. Circle wipe. I, yeah. The iris <laughs> wipe. I don't know where we where we sort of like uh, go black, except we like pinhole on one small thing. And then Guillermo del Toro loves that. Fucking loves the iris <laughs> wipe. Right. Iris transition. Yeah. And I think just also just how some of the scenes are staged and just how it all looks. It is very clearly. Taken the, the playbook from 1930s movies.
2: Yeah, which apparently was like really a big deal for the time because in the 70s they were like, we're not doing black and white. We don't no, do fuck black this. and white. Yeah,
0: well, it was supposed to originally, I read, come out uh, with uh, Columbia, was supposed to be the distributor. They. Absolutely did not want to make it in black and white. They didn't want to give them as much money for the budget, and that's how they wound up over at Twentieth Century Fox, which is great, because both both of those studios not responsible for any of the movies that they're (laughs) riffing on here.
2: That's that's actually so true. Wow. Uh point three, and I think this one's kind of kind of a given that it is a comedy first and foremost like yes it's a it's a monster movie it's riffing off of everything you know about frankenstein the story the the original universal monster films but it's first and foremost just silly it's mel brooks to a t It is all of his humor his jokes his fourth wall kind of pandering uh it's very aware that it's playing to an audience in every scene
0: Yeah, it's also very horny. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: so horny.
0: Like way more of a sex comedy than a monster comedy. (laughs) It's
2: a monster sexy romp. (laughs) All
0: right, we're going to be back in a minute. Here's the trailer for Young
1: Frankenstein.
2: It's coming
1: from the deep, dark recesses of the mind of Mel Brooks. I love him. Young Frankenstein. You hear me? My creation! Life! This guy means business. Starring Gene Wilder as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. Peter Boyle as the monster. Whoa! Marty Feldman as Igor. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh. Horace Leachman. as Frau Blucher. And Madeleine Kahn as Elizabeth. What do you want to do to me? I'm not afraid of you. Kill a monster! See Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Yes, I think we could all use a good laugh. But don't see it alone. Don't miss Young Frankenstein. Personally directed by Mel Blazing Saddles Brooks. In black and white. No offense.
0: Young Frankenstein is currently sitting at an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 4.0 out of 5 on Letterboxd.
2: Yeah, this film is beloved, and rightly so.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's Mel Brooks' funniest movie. I think the producers is probably going to take that number one (laughs) spot. Uh, I mean, Spaceball's also fucking hilarious. But uh, definitely, I think his... His most accomplished film. I, like, goddamn, did they, they really, I think they really set the bar pretty fucking high for themselves, especially at the time. I mean, now we're, we're in an era of referential cinema that this would totally fit. Everybody would get it. People would be on board. But, like, I really don't think there was anything quite like it. And also, who wanted to dip back into the past of the early talkies at a time when movies were finally getting, like, gritty and bleak?
2: And, you, you mentioned kind of at the top of the show that this movie is really inspired by Son of Frankenstein, which is the third sequel to to a film that, not you know, like people aren't necessarily going to watch Son of Frankenstein today, and I'm sure they weren't in the 70s. No,
0: no one's like, oh, I got to refresh before I see this <laughs> goofball And movie. some of
2: the references in Young Frankenstein are deep fucking guts. Yeah,
0: there's, I mean, like we, in the podcast series, we were joking around about how much Basil Rathbone, who plays the son of Frankenstein, is just playing fucking darts. In that movie?
2: Intensely playing Dark. For no
0: goddamn reason. And, y-
2: and you, f- you feel that when you're watching it. You're like, this scene is oddly intense. Why is this
0: happening? Yeah. And-
2: Obviously, Mel Brooks had the exact same opinion (laughs) because that scene is replicated and it's just one of those tongue in cheek things that, you know, you don't understand it if you haven't seen the film. And and when it's on top of mind, you're just like, yes, this scene makes no fucking sense.
0: You go. You completely go with it, though, because even as a kid, I was like, ah, yes, old movies were weird (laughs) (laughs) and they do silly things like play darts in a smoking jacket.
2: Oh, man. And even if you don't get the reference, the scene itself is so funny because, you know, like they're playing this ego game of of wits, the the detective and Gene Wilder. And so they're both fucking up each other's dart game. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just a fun comedy bit how the aim gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love how much uh, Mel Brooks movies are essentially just cartoons come to life. They
2: are absolutely cartoons.
0: I mean, the movie fucking opens with like, well, first off, it opens like classic Hollywood style. We've got all the credits up top. You've got that that iconic classic credit layout with all the dots leading over to the we characters' names. love those names. dots. It's such a small fucking detail, but I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, and then we like long tracking shot into a, into a way where there's the, the 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 coffin of Baron von Frankenstein, whose skeleton is decomposed, and still in death refuses to give up his like uh, book of secrets. <laughs> like the skeleton's literally like grabbing that book back from whoever's trying to take it out of his cold dead hands.
2: Okay, this is a perfect time for me to ask my plot questions. Okay, because I have some questions about the plot of
0: this film. Sure.
2: Now we uh, we watched this on VHS. Uh-huh. Uh huh digitally
0: remastered our copy
2: had some deleted scenes we had to wait through all the credits to watch them but Uh we got them and uh, this kind of helped me with my questions because they cut out a lot from the beginning there was a lot more about the will and like the succession and what the town got versus what Frankenstein got frankly
0: more info than any of the original Universal Monster (laughs) movies gave
2: yeah it had a lot of details but I still don't understand so still understand Gene Wilder Frederick Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Yeah. He is, you know, a scientist, as as per his family's legacy. He gets invited, I guess, to Frankenstein's castle because he's inherited something, right? And, I think he's
0: just inherited everything.
2: Okay, but who's he inherited it from? Like it's not his dad. It's his like great 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 grandpa. Yeah. Why are they just having the wake and the inheritance reading now, like why is the corpse mummified? I do not understand. Why are we just doing the will now?
1: Ah,
0: Great question. And honestly, one that I did not think about until last (laughs) night. Because it's just whatever. He inherited it. Maybe he didn't know that he had this long lost relative. Maybe they didn't realize that there was an heir to the throne. And they've just been. The throne. Yeah. Um, But I think somewhere in the wake, when they're reading at the will. Which is
2: a deleted scene. Yeah.
0: Where Mel Brooks plays the voice of Victor Frankenstein. I'm pretty sure there's a line in the will where he says that it's to remain sealed until a hundred years after his death. Why? Or no, it's on the anniversary of his 100th birthday or his death, whichever comes last. <laughs> I am not sure. It's just a classic gothic setup. It's probably just because they wanted to have it set in the 1930s, but we want to establish that the monster was made, the original monster was no made in the Because there's no talk of his
2: his father... There's no talk of his father. And I'm assuming there's two generations in between him and Frankenstein or only one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: I love that this is what (laughs) it's hanging you up. I'm like, I don't care. Let's push past that. No, I
2: have more questions. Okay, so- we're skipping all that. He's he's inherited some Frankenstein-y stuff.
0: Maybe his dad disavowed the family and didn't want anything to do with it.
2: Well, Frankenstein has kind of done that because he spends half of his lesson uh, with his students just bitching about Frankenstein being an idiot. Yeah. And a maniac. Uh-huh. So he, he learns he's got this inheritance. He's like, yeah, fuck my life. I'm going to Transylvania to, to go to Frankenstein's castle. He does. Mm-hmm. What's his goal? Before before he finds what's in the walls and, and la-di-da, why has he gone there?
0: To settle the estate.
2: Okay. <laughs> you
0: can't do that via email.
2: <laughs> okay, so he's going to settle the estate, uh-huh. and then he happens to find his great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather we have not yet established is basically instructions to how to make a frankenstein's monster and then he's like you're glossing
0: over the fact that he found a book said how i did oh no i'm by victor frankenstein that's all funny and
2: great stuff i'm just trying to get through the plot stuff so we can talk about the fun stuff okay so he just goes there and then all of a sudden is cool with being a Frankenstein and he's like yeah I'm gonna make a monster like it just doesn't go with his character I don't think
0: well I think that he is a man of science and like any an opportunity
2: of... to science has presented itself no no, no, no. it's <laughs> like like any of his
0: peers and any of his grandfather's peers they are men of science and of fact and of uh, the scientific process so the the simple idea of of reanimating dead tissue is impossible to them and they can't accept that that's maybe something that somebody has figured out how to conquer right uh, and it isn't until that he, it isn't until he reads his grandfather's research and learns how he did it that he's willing to accept that it's even a possibility
2: okay this is just just solidifying to me a, a belief that I've kind of come to now having watched this is my fourth frankenstein film in the span of like Two weeks. Yeah. That there's just very poor justification for the creating of a monster every single time. <laughs> the motivations of the Frankenstein family, bad. <laughs> always bad
0: (laughs) agreed I think that's what's I think that's half the humor of the movie it's just like like I don't know like I'm not here just like defending why he did it as like a just sound thing it's just like yeah he just did it the same way that Basil Rathbone as Wolf von Frankenstein is just like yeah fuck it I, I guess I make monsters now like that's just how it goes you bit you don't even you don't even know how weird some of the other ones get. Like, <laughs> Ghost of Frankenstein? I- Igor's alive in that one for some reason. I don't know. He, I guess he just didn't get shot several like times Bela in the previous... Like, Bela Lugosi? Yeah, Bella Lugosi's Igor is alive. Uh, and then also, he finds the monster encased in, like, a sulfuric tomb. Somehow, the sulfur mine, where he exploded when he hit it, <laughs> encased him and-, and preserved him rather than killing him. And so he takes him to another like town where... Like a
2: woolly mammoth!
0: Like a woolly mammoth. They find... Another son of Frankenstein It's just like, hey, give him my brain. (laughs) Like That's the movie pretty much like I want you to revive this monster and also give him my brain.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: And then also just 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 while we're here on the I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but just for you, because I know this is a question you constantly have in the process where Igor's brain is being transferred into the monster. Uh, un- unknowingly. In Son of
2: Frankenstein? Or? In,
0: this is in Ghost of Frankenstein. I'm so confused. See, they, they do kind of riff on this movie as well in Young Frankenstein, just kind of in the, the end. The
2: transference?
0: Yes, the transference. So Igor's uh, blood type and the monster's blood type don't match, and somehow that blinds him. Like, he's got Igor's voice. He's still like Lon Chaney as the monster, but now he's got Igor's voice, Bela Lugosi's voice, and but he's blind, so he's he has his arms outstretched all the he time. He almost knocked
2: a cup of water over, if yeah. you heard that Sounds. Almost
0: killed a soundboard doing my <laughs> blind Frankenstein impression. Guy,
2: okay, why did you actually close your eyes?
0: I uh, I, I the cameras that aren't here. <laughs> so yeah, like that's where you get your classic Frankenstein monsters outstretched hands. You did
2: it again. Yeah,
0: but I kept my eyes open this time. No glasses <laughs> spilled. I'm just like that's a question you've had about like where do you get like the 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 you know classic Frankenstein look where the hands are outstretched.
2: I mean he. Frankenstein does it in the first film.
0: He stretches toward the light. That's like a philosophical thing. No, when
2: he's going after Elizabeth, to in, grab her I yeah mean, when he does that scary walk
0: okay man. the
2: scariest frankenstein moment of all okay so back on the funny frankenstein I, yeah. I, i'm gonna I, why I, are you
0: poking holes in this I, in this great movie i was
2: just telling you going into it i had some big plot questions and i just wanted to get them out of the way out of the top like, were these things that
0: were just itching at you the whole bugging movie? the
2: whole time i why was is like is he here I,
0: why did he <laughs> do it
2: <laughs> well i was like he has a job <laughs> when is he going back to work he's gonna
0: get married like he's supposed to be married like in two weeks he's like ah, I gotta, I gotta take the train from New York to Transylvania.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I get really itchy about those things. Like when they they establish somebody having a job. It bothers me the whole time. (laughs) How did he get the time off? I know. Unless I see them book off, I do not understand.
0: Wow. Kim (laughs) likes boring movies, guys. Like She wants to see people uh, go to human resources, and then human resources be like, I'm sorry, we can't. We really need you right now. And he's like, oh, but it's a family emergency. And then you got to watch him swap shifts with a different
2: doctor. Or he's got to call halfway through. He's like, you know, I was only going to be here a week, but now I'm building this monster because I found all of this. I found this secret lair in the basement with like a sub layer. It's a big deal. I need another two weeks.
0: This is why Kim likes the like that boring half hour chunk at the beginning of every fan footage. Movie. I do where they're Just like, like ooh, these... they're real people doing real things. <laughs> these are our
2: cameras, and we're staying at this <laughs> shitty motel. Let's take a video in the mirror bathroom
0: you know if it were up to Kim books nowadays would start the same way Victorian books would like
2: hello my name is uh, is uh, Victor
0: Frankenstein and I'm writing to you on parchment paper <laughs> I was a child who grew to a man this is important you need otherwise you'll never believe that I'm a character who had a life anyway the countenance upon my mother <laughs>
2: yeah. you with your countenance uh,
0: it's in Frankenstein like a thousand times but yeah damn man like every book Frankenstein Dracula all of them were just like this is a book Webster's defines d- books as this like actually
2: Frankenstein and Dracula are technically found footage hell yeah um, and I fucking love that medium like I'm writing you this letter from Dracula's castle the- he keeps asking me to stay up late and I do not like it also I'm weak and tired I wonder what's happening Mina definitely don't marry someone else while I'm gone <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, pretty classic for these fucking stories. Um, anyway, Kim's plot holes aside, Young Frankenstein- <laughs>
2: Kim's plot hole corner! Is
0: a great roundup of all of the little plot holes that drive everybody mad about Universal Monster movies. Like, if they had of, like, gone the extra few steps to answer those questions and solve those problems, it wouldn't be a, uh, sh- like, shot for shot interpretation of those of those okay, classic it's, movies it's they're a, riffing on.
2: it's a comedy- Fine. All they needed was like Igor to be like, Don't you have a job? And he'd be like, eh. And then I went like this is great
0: <laughs> I mean to be per- to be honest, I think there is actually a deleted scene where the where Gene Wilder's basically like, I got a good thing going here and I'm getting married soon. And I c I can't remember the justification that like the estate representative gives him, but he but he basically convinces him to show up. I think something about doctor stuff. <laughs> Gene Wilder, though. And I'm talking across All monster movies of the era is one of the best mad scientists ever. Like, even, even just like, like, not including, like, obviously, he's fucking hysterical. He's Gene Wilder, but like, in the scenes where we're like, oh, we're in a classic monster movie right now. Oh, yeah. And nothing funny, quote unquote, is happening. He's incredible.
2: Oh, absolutely!
0: Those crazy eyes—he was born to be a mad scientist. Yeah,
2: and his hair is at least twenty percent of the performance. Yeah, always. He's got those
0: finger waves, just like a Basil Rathbone character. It's just would.
2: unhinged. Like you, you wonder about the hair most of most of the movie, and you're like, "Wow, he's he's really committed to the hair." And then he'll have like you know, crazy Willy Wonka moment or <laughs> yeah. crazy mad scientist moment and you're just like oh it makes sense
0: it's it is weird how those 10 seconds from Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where he's like you get nothing or you're scared of him that's the whole performance for like the first I don't know hour and 20 minutes of this hour (laughs) and 30 minute movie Gene Wilder basically just yells the whole fucking time
2: it's so intense and he's so committed that i always end up worrying about his blood pressure
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i i would not be surprised whatsoever to to have to have found out that he had high blood pressure but by all accounts and like any like interview i've ever seen with him he's like a very quiet man who's <laughs> like oh just so appreciative that you enjoyed my movie like he's really sweet by the wow. looks of it
2: but but that's true though because he can do a 180 like that like yeah. you really don't think this character who I mean, I guess not. that's not true because he freaks out about the Frankenstein thing very early on in the film. Yeah. He yells a lot. <laughs> he yells
0: constantly.
2: <laughs> I was gonna be like, you don't think he's capable of being a mad scientist, but then you're like, mm.
0: Oh no, he's got, That's. I think that's why he's like that. It's just like, oh, it's in his blood. Like The, the reason he's so high strung is because he's been fighting it his entire it's because life. because
2: he needs goggles and to be on the top of a lab with those fucking goggles, <laughs> with man. With lightning and
0: Love yeah. it. And also this movie does like the one weird little twist where he goes up into the lightning tower with the monster. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, no understanding of electricity. <laughs> like, it's like, electrify the monster! I will touch him with my bare hands. Yeah, he
2: kept touching him. <laughs> like, you're
0: dead. This is it. You're dead right now. But yeah, it's such a cool-ass image. Like, he's got the wind blowing. He's got all the fucking, like, lightning flashing in his eyes. He's like, throw the, road,
2: the third switch!
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Those glasses alone, like, complete the outfit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mad Scientist goggles, now a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The really cool thing, I we I never knew this until the most recent rewatch here for the podcast. Mel Brooks got all of the lab equipment that was created for the 1931 Frankenstein.
2: That is just the coolest thing. And it just adds to like the level of auth- authenticity. Like, yeah, we're, we're doing this in black and white. We're using the original lab equipment. You must have just felt so honored to be on right? that set and be like, we're making a raunchy sex comedy. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're gonna pretend to have sex on this equipment. When was <laughs> yeah?
0: When was Mel Brooks born? He's like ninety six right now. Mel Brooks had to have watched these movies as a kid growing up. Like everybody watched these movies as a kid growing up. There had to be a weird moment on set where it's just like I'm standing in an actual childhood memory right now.
2: Actually, the kind of the interesting thing about it is is that this is more Gene Wilder's movie than it is Mel Brooks's movie. Okay. Uh, Gene Wilder wrote it and was well he he wrote it he did write it with Mel Brooks uh-huh. but he had he tried for years to convince Mel Brooks to direct it really and Mel Brooks was like Ah, there's too many of them and that's kind of why there's that joke somewhere in the movie where it's just like ah oh, we know what he's up to there's been five other of these yeah we've
0: had nightmares from five times ago yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just like the whole idea like we've this this story's almost been put into the grave like we've done it over and over and over again
2: yeah it was just something that gene wilder really wanted to do like the, the kernel of the idea was uh, what if there was like a Frankenstein descendant who wanted absolutely nothing to do with the family?
0: Right, because every time you introduce a Frankenstein family relative in these movies, they're just like immediately on board. So
2: I'm a scientist and yeah. I like regenerating tissue as yeah. did my father and my father's father.
0: But the great part of it, he does the exact same thing. Like he's no different. Like he shows <laughs> up and he's just like, oh shit, it's possible. Like I could do this. Fuck yeah, let's do it.
2: And he's got assistants at the ready. And I will say maybe two of the best assistants a Frankenstein has ever had.
0: Inga and Igor? Mm
2: -hmm. I do love a Fritz, but Igor, he's... It's just a
0: name. They're all the same, man. No,
2: I'm just... I'm talking about Fritz 1931 Yeah, is maybe my second runner-up. Okay. But I do really like Inga and Igor a la... Young Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh and, and, and like this goes to like something else that I've, I've been wanting to talk about. Like I think all of us who have an understanding of like what a Frankenstein movie should be is because of Young Frankenstein. Like obviously it's because of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and stuff, but like I think uh Young Frankenstein g- gets more play especially with a younger audience than any of the classic monster movies. And I think anytime somebody's like Thinking about what Frankenstein does and what the monsters do and everything, like I think it's a, I think it's largely because of Young Frankenstein.
2: Um, I'm not gonna disagree with you, but I also think that most kids, like you're talking about in modern day, most kids today are getting the Frankenstein story from whatever cartoon they watch because every single cartoon ever has a Halloween special with a Frankenstein story in it.
0: Totally. But- and
2: that fra- that Frankenstein story. Riffing off young Frankenstein. Bam,
0: that's what I'm getting at. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying like kids are coming in droves year over year. We don't know what it is. There's something in the water. They just want to watch Mel Brooks' movie. No, yeah. kids don't we like Mel We love
2: Jewish humor and sex comedies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to see Cloris Leachman play a violin.
2: <laughs> uh, one of the best scenes in the movie.
0: Incredible. Cloris Leachman is like, it's so hard to try and pick a favorite person in this movie. Everybody's on.
2: You know she has an Oscar.
0: Yes, I do. Well, good I even for her. know what movie.
2: Oh, well, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another black and white movie, actually, shot in the seventies. It's the Last Picture Show. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. She has sex with a young dude. It's great. She's so sad. That's such
2: an Oscar. <laughs> that's such an Oscar Old, bait thing. Yeah,
0: like middle-aged lady <laughs> has sex with like a nineteen-year-old boy. Like, did she
2: have a fake nose as well? She had it in the can. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's a really good movie. Uh, d- directed by uh, Peter Bogdanovich, who did Targets with Boris Karloff, which is a fucking rad '60s horror movie.
2: Look at you bringing it back.
0: Yeah, it's all all roads lead to the Universal monsters, man. But who's your favorite side character? And like when I say side, I just mean like anybody. Like they're all characters in the movie.
2: I really love to hate Madeline Kahn. Um, love to hate yeah like uh, she is a really great character she's iconic for how little she's in the film yeah she's only in like a brief bit in the beginning and a little bit in the end like a classic
0: elizabeth frankenstein
2: and a bride of frankenstein she plays the role perfectly (laughs) and she gets to you know be this character that you're just like what's your fucking deal and she plays it perfectly
0: that's kind of madeline Kahn's. Trick though, right? <laughs> like even in Clue, you're just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like this person, but she's magnetic.
2: <laughs> That's exactly the word.
0: I'd have to throw my vote for for Cloris Leachman. I think she's fucking incredible. Half the comedy of her character is silent, like it's her reacting to people screaming in her face <laughs> or to horses neighing anytime her voice is spoken or her, her name is spoken. It's hilarious, but um, I think. I think Kenneth Mars, as Inspector Kemp, is like an unsung hero of this movie.
2: It's such a deep cut character. Yes. That I I have no idea how it would have played if I didn't. If One, I wasn't a huge fan of the producers. And also I hadn't just watched Son of Frankenstein. Exactly. Because the fact that I watched both of those, I was like, oh, fuck, every single time he was on screen. But I would love to know what batshit thoughts people had watching it not knowing any of the references. I can tell
0: you right now. I mean, like, I grew up with those movies. I had zero idea. I had no understanding why this guy had a mechanical arm.
2: But didn't you love it? I thought it
0: was hilarious. (laughs) It's just like, this guy uses his fake arm way too much. Like, if you had a fake uh, G.I. Joe style arm, you would just pretend it's not there and do everything else with the other arm. (laughs)
2: They use him as a battering ram. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite tiny little things he does and that's my favorite thing about Mel Brooks comedies is there's always little moments of humor that you have to catch like there are funny things that the extras do when they're yeah, on yeah, camera yeah, yeah. that like you you just happen to catch it my favorite moment is when he puts his monocle on over top of his eye patch Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or when he's, when he's pulling the darts out of the dartboard he just jams them into his wooden arm instead <laughs> of like holding them <laughs> Everything's great. I could not understand what his deal was for years. And then, I don't know, at, like, five years ago, I watched Son of Frankenstein. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a real guy. <laughs> like, they're making fun of a real character that somebody else played. Like, I thought this was just, like, a silly little creation of theirs. Maybe riffing on, like, Dr. Strangelove and his crazy evil hand. Nope. This is a, just An a real ass dude. An actual
2: Frankenstein character. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what good stuff. Igor also classic. Did you? He, I, I read something somewhere that said that the Aerosmith song "Walk This I Way." I read that too. <laughs> that's that's gotta be bullshit, right? Like I would not trust Aerosmith in a, to give an interview in the '80s saying a, a, anything accurate. But they, when
2: does he say "Walk This Way"?
0: It's right when Igor picks up Frankenstein. Frankenstein at the train station, uh, which is a great little back and forth. It's pronounced Frankenstein. It's pronounced Igor. But he says here walk this way but he doesn't mean like walk this direction he literally means like walk this way walk like i am and gives him a tiny little oh my cane. god
2: you're right
0: it's like the, it's like the ministry of silly walks from monty python or something
2: so fun fact that's the first scene that gene wilder wrote when he was pitching the movie huh it's basically what got the film made and they performed it basically verbatim to the original writing wow yeah that's cool it, i just love that
0: yeah It's a fun movie. We haven't even talked about Peter Boyle yet. Like, what a great monster. I mean, he's already a huge fucking dude. But he's... I think he is such a perfect guy to cast for the movie because he's a hulking menace as a real person. But also... You can you can see in his eyes incredibly sweet, like exactly what you need for a Frankenstein monster,
2: especially when they recreate like the blind man feeding him soup scene. Oh, God, that's funny. It is so silly funny. Yeah. And it's all in his performance.
0: Who ever thought Gene Hackman could be funny? (laughs) (laughs) Not a not a thing anybody usually says about Gene Hackman.
2: But it's all physical comedy, like the the soup being poured in his lap, yeah. the cigar. Everything is just so fucking hilarious, and more so when you know that scene and how it's like the most the, supposed to be the emotional core of yeah. the film, and how Frankenstein the monster just gets left high and dry and just <laughs> emotionally unsatisfied. <laughs> yeah,
0: just hot soup in the lap. Can't even get. Can't catch a break. Can't get a sip of wine. Can't get a cigar. Nothing. <laughs> As a kid, I always thought that the dance number that they did, like King Kong style, like we're going to show the world my creation. And he's like, here, he can walk forward and he can walk backward. And also, he's a song and dance man. (laughs) That was always so strange to me as a kid. I think it's fucking incredible, though, as an adult. Uh, It's just too goddamn funny.
2: What really makes it for me is when Peter Boyle tries to sing as the monster oh, yeah. and he's got that garbled, like, he can't,
0: can't <laughs> say actual words. Yeah.
2: It's, <laughs> it's so good.
0: Yeah. Apparently. Uh Gene Wilder had to fight Mel Brooks to keep that scene in the movie.
2: I heard that. Yeah. Uh, how does how do how do you how do
0: you make something so silly that Mel Brooks is like, I don't know, I think that's too much?
2: What one of my favorite facts about like their wheeling and dealing with what could be in and what couldn't be in the screenplay is that Gene Wilder only agreed to like star in it and actually do it with him so long as Mel Brooks didn't appear in the movie. Wow. <laughs> he said, you break the fourth wall too much, and I want to at least try to play this a little bit serious at times. Damn,
0: you you got to have a solid friendship <laughs> with a filmmaker to be like, okay, I'll do it, but you can't be in it. Yes.
2: <laughs> You're allowed
0: to come to set every day and call the shots. You cannot step in front of the camera. Which
2: is funny, though, because you know there's those moments, like especially that scene we were talking about with Peter Boyle and the blind man, where... Frankenstein, the monster looks directly in the camera yeah. and is like "womp womps." Womp, and you womp. know that every time it happened, Gene Wilder was probably like, mm. "You think so?" <laughs> yeah, he he wanted he didn't want them breaking the fourth wall very much.
0: That's so great. Yeah. I love how much he was like, "No, we have to do this right."
2: It's like we're doing we
0: have a Frankenstein story, it.
2: and that's and that's kind of what's really cool about the film too is that it is a genuine Frankenstein story from beginning to end. You Hell get. Yeah. You get all of the story yeah and the humor is basically in scenes and little physical comedy moments, but you're getting a full, you know like the, the create the monsters being created, the strife he has with his creation all of those beats are there.
0: Yeah, the, the pitch, the the townsfolk with the pitchforks and everything. You you did raise a point to me while watching it, though, that I thought was really interesting that this is the first time that the monster, like, experiences genuine love. Like, he actually gets love and acceptance.
2: I don't know if it's genuine love, but it is the first. <laughs> I don't know if it's genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think Gene Wilder is exploiting him for the sake of science. Yeah, He's but... like, no, no, this is a good creation and I'm going to prove it to people. He just needs, you know, somebody to be like, you're beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's right, because he does lock himself in that room. Like, no matter how much I scream, no matter how much I beg, do not let me out. I'm going to, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to give him love. And, like, <laughs> the moment he makes eye contact with the monster, he's like, I've made a mistake! <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, but even in the end of the movie, I mean, he winds up with Madeline Kahn, He's fucking married, he's got a job, he's reading the business section in, the, in bed before going to sleep.
2: Yeah, for a timeless tragedy, this is maybe the only one where the monster gets to experience some joy. Apart from, you know, cigars and food and, and shit in um, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. There's a moment where he's not rejected. And as somebody who's eternally sad for Frankenstein, this gave me hope. <laughs> In ways no other Frankenstein story has.
0: What a happy ending. Everybody got laid. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the end of the movie.
2: Pretty much. I mean, Madeline Kahn got her bride of Frankenstein hair, and I am sold. Thank you much. She
0: even did the hiss like, <laughs> 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 So good. Love it. Yeah, no, it's it's undeniable the legacy. Of Young Frankenstein. It's got its fingers in in every cartoon that every kid watches nowadays. Um, And I think it's a great, you know, despite the fact that it's got like a bunch of sex humor and stuff. Like you could show it to your
2: kids. Oh, you could totally. Yeah,
0: this is a great kids movie. They're not going to get it. It's going (laughs) to go right over their head. (laughs) And if they start asking questions, it's the time to tell them about it. (laughs) This has been your parenting corner from two people who don't have kids.
2: (laughs) They're making the birds and the bees up there. (laughs) And monsters. It's a big thing.
0: Yeah, you know when mom and dad are upstairs with the door closed, you hear all the, all, like, electric zaps going on. That's We're just making monsters. We're just
2: making Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> so, Kim, uh, with all of that in mind, how do you rate Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein?
2: I'm going to give it a three and a half out of four. One thing I do also want to do, though, once you do your rating as well, uh-huh. um, there's something that we've been doing for the Universal Monsters series that we've been recording on Patreon where we rank the monster, or at least this iteration of the monster, the monster that appears in this film, uh, whether he's Classy, sassy, sad, or stinky.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, we've also had it. We also have a soundboard that we've been using that Kim has just been weaponizing against I me. Mean, we should have let you use it in this. Episode. I really
2: wanted to, but I didn't want to get too crazy. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think that the Frankenstein monster in this movie think we gotta go classy
2: i think we gotta go classy too i mean i think he i think he's he a is... song and dance man exactly. and he gets married and reads the newspaper yeah he's
0: putting on the ritz <laughs> uh i i will say though that i think all the fourth wall breaking stuff is is kind of sassy like literally like that scene where he meets the girl and they're throwing rose petals down the well and she's like oh we're all out of stuff what else can we throw and he just like looks in the camera and grins <laughs> like that's a, that's a pretty sassy
2: move
0: <laughs> Hilarious, but yeah, definitely, definitely a classy boy.
2: Gene Wilder can have a sassy. Oh yeah, he he's s- is so sassy. Hundred
0: percent sass. Yeah, yeah, PhD in sass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give Young Frankenstein a three point seven five out of four. I think uh, I think it's a damn near perfect movie. Definitely the best comedy making fun of classic
2: movies. Yeah, I would watch one of these for every single monster story. Oh
0: fuck, right. Yeah, you said that last night. You're like, "Why didn't he do one of these for Dracula?" And yeah. then also another one for the creatures. He
2: should have just done Mel Brooks's monsters. <laughs> that would have been incredible. I would have watched every single one.
0: Yeah, we got to get you to watch High Anxiety. Young Frankenstein is better than High Anxiety, but like that's his spoof of Alfred Hitchcock movies. I think you'll dig that.
2: No, I'm so stoked. I'm I totally want to check that out.
0: And I mean, at the very least, he's got a little spoof of the of Alien in Spaceballs.
2: I haven't seen the baseballs.
0: Ooh, we got to get you to watch that. I'm
2: a producer's lady to my core. Okay,
0: <laughs> well, uh, that's just our thoughts on Young Frankenstein. That's just our opinion. Let us know what you thought of, Meg, of Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder's Young Frankenstein. Uh, share your thoughts on just like any of your favorite Frankenstein movies. Where does this rank? in your uh, Universal Classic Monsters <laughs> movie rankings, you could literally, on a double bill, on a triple bill, just slip this movie in with two other Universal Classic Monsters. Oh, would totally fit. Could. Like They really did such an incredible job of, of making it match the time period. Hit us up on Twitter at NOFS Podcast or in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at NOFSPodcast.com slash Discord.
2: If you want even more monster goodness, head to our Patreon page for our Graveyard Smash limited series. It's going on for a while because we have a lot of films to cover. Hell yeah, we do. Um, There's a ton of Frankenstein content there. We've got some Dracula content and even more a-coming. So check that out at patreon.com slash nightmare on film street or nofspodcast.com slash fiend club.
0: Yeah, while you're at it, please rate the show five stars on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, It really helps us. It would be a great favor. The show's free. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. If you could just give us a quick rating over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would be incredibly helpful.
2: We'll be back at you again with more monsters soon. Until next time, I'm Kim.
0: I'm John.
2: Stay Stay creepy. creepy it
1: appears you
2: made it out alive
1: but we'll get you next time help us to grow the horde leave a five-star review on apple podcasts or wherever you subscribe more terror can be found lurking on our website nofspodcast.com until next time stay creepy fiends
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar